California congressional Democrat will never support that because what, 7% of their, of their district is non-citizens, illegal immigrants, and their kids are going to be like, if you vote for that, we'll vote against you and you'll lose. So the more, the more power they gain from non-citizens, the more incentive and pressure they have to continually support dissolving this country. What if you proposed a <clears throat> three-fifths compromise where you <laughs> counted, counted non-citizens as three-fifths for purposes of apportionment, um, knowing that with a, you have to actually create an, a, a feasible immigration wow. system before you do this. And because you know that those people are going to be here, you know that they're going to have children who are going to be full citizens, and it gives them a little bit of power in their government that they're living in, and you're able to appropriately know the amount of people in your country for services and all those different things. This, this, do you look at the path we're going down? I gotta disagree with that because you know what? You give the left an inch and they take a mile. And if you legitimize three fifths vote for an illegal immigrant, no, 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 they're no, gonna no, use no. that as a basis no, for no, no, a you, lawsuit you, you, you in the future to go. He, he's saying take away two fifths of their potential. They should have zero. They should have zero Yes, but right now they have one. So by giving but, them two th right. or three-fifths or whatever the fraction is, you're legitimizing a portion of it, which is then going to be used as groundwork for them to go to a court later and say, this is a, a human rights issue. They're a full person. They should be granted full representation. Give them nothing it's because a, if you give them an inch, they take a mile. It's a, civil, it's a civil rights issue that I, an American citizen, cannot speak with my representative because my representative represents over 756,000 people and they can't actually do their job. I know, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that the illegal immigrants well, shouldn't have any representation. I agree, I agree, but let's pause right there. Shouldn't be um, How about this? Can we get, look, if we got 100 people to start filing lawsuits based on that argument, that's a good argument. My ability to speak with my representative has been diminished because my representative is spending too much time talking to people who aren't even citizens. Make the Supreme Court answer that. And that could ultimately end up with a ruling that Congressional representatives cannot al allocate time and representation to people who are not citizens of this country. Yeah, and then California will lose a number of seats, not just one every 10 years because of Gavin Newsom's policies, like they're already losing because of population lost, despite the fact that illegal immigration to California is surging. They're still losing seats in Congress. Okay, th this is something we've got to do right now. Yeah, but For I mean, real, like they're still losing seats in Congress, even though they have all these illegal immigrants coming to California. But if we were able to be successful with that type of lawsuit, California's representation would be what? Around 40 in the, in the House? Well, th there's varying estimates. Uh, some very uh, immigration critical, I'll call it, organizations say they only get one extra seat. And that's surprising to me because, you know, some of these organizations are like, no more immigration moratorium. And they said one. But there's uh, uh, Republicans in Congress who have said it could be as high as seven. So how about... We get some people to file a lawsuit against, uh, I guess the, the lawsuit would be against your representative. That, uh, that'd be interesting. Well, you know what I, I, could, I could add to this is that uh, I just went through a very long legal immigration process for my wife, who's from Russia. And we, we spent 18 months going through the process. And it was very difficult for us to get in contact with our congressional representatives because of the backlog of all the casework that they're case officers were dealing with with regard to immigration and illegal immigrants. And so we weren't able to get in contact. I personally wasn't able to get in contact with my representative like you're talking about specifically because of this issue. And I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm not the only American citizen who has sponsored a visa for his foreign wife or vice versa, foreign husband, who hasn't been able to reach their congressional representatives because they're so backlogged dealing with so many cases from everybody from everywhere. And so, and what happens in a system 
where it's overwhelmed and there aren't enough people to because remember your congressional representative is supposed to be your voice it's supposed to be the administrator of the government the legislator yeah. right and so what happens in a country where you have this backlog and this issue where the there the administrators are overworked well it leans in favor of the people who have connections and money right so again regular americans and for the most part, what I would say is American families are left out because, you know, that's the one thing that I've learned since getting into politics is it is not designed for people with children to be involved. You just kind of have to show up all the time to have any sort of a right or a voice in the conversation. And if you have to pick your kids up to school or drop them off at school or have to do homework with them, you don't have the time to show up at all these random events that they put together. This is the fascinating thing. Uh, yesterday before the show on Tim Kessler, well, Ian <clears throat> he, he likes to advocate for this thing he calls the fourth branch of government, an idea that was, uh, I don't know if it was originally from um, uh, Mike Gravel, but Mike Gravel was a proponent of it. This idea that you have a democratic system, so you have your representatives in Congress, but then the people themselves could also uh, like draft bills to be presented and vote on whether they make it forward. I said, uh, the idea of a fourth branch of government comprised of the people who go out and vote on all these things is a tremendously bad idea because it favors the unemployed. And so that means government will skew towards benefits for the unemployed, which is currently already true, as you're mentioning with kids. It is easier for someone with no kids to participate in politics than someone with kids. Therefore, throughout the past, uh, therefore, over the past several generations, laws have skew skewed to benefit mostly people who don't have kids. <laughs> Same thing is true for the unemployed. That's why we see the expansion of welfare benefits. That's a problem for a system that will eventually lead to its collapse. So, you know, what's the answer to that? I mean, the answer is decentralizing the power, uncapping the house. It's absolutely uncapping the house. You no, know, everybody, everybody that's alive today doesn't understand how the system's supposed to work because they've never actually lived in it. It's always been this concentrated power. And, it, you know, all of the different, you know, events that have taken place it's kind of worked in our favor a little bit. I mean, we were at an advantage to have a concentrated power system during World War II to be able to fight against uh, other sovereign powers. But, you know, at the end of the day, it hurts American families. It hurts people that really just want to live their lives and build their communities. Um, and it gives advantage to people that, you know, want power. I find that an interesting point about this American families thing. Do you remember uh, the representative or politician whoever it was he recently uh said the quiet part out loud when he said that the reason that they want to bring the illegal immigrants into the country is because of population decline or the threat of population decline well if we wanted to address population decline then why not adjust our laws and regulations to support american families who as you're saying are not able to participate in the system i i 100 agree i mean we want to have more kids but i can't afford to have more kids like it's yeah. it's a big deal in my marriage with my wife the fact that she would love to have another child and I have to be the guy that goes well we can't feed yeah. we can't feed another child so instead of you having more American children natural born citizens in this country they're going to bring in illegal immigrants and they're going to the give them a three thousand dollar and they're going to pay for their health care and they're going to do all those things yep. that I have to pay and for your taxes have paid for and subsidized exactly and this you, is why and you lose your national identity that way too and you but, lose uh, but, your culture and your traditions and if the yeah, this is really interesting. Because uh, the American nationalist types or whatever you want to call it are being opposed by internationalist open borders advocates, which have basically opened our borders. It's going to be really interesting if this does devolve into a civil conflict. Who wins? I can certainly see a historical record 100 years from now that says there were people in this country, politicians, who believed that 
you didn't have rights because you weren't granted a piece of paper. How insane is that? No, if you're a human being and you were here on the soil, you are entitled to the full rights and benefits of anyone else who's on the soil. Wow, how insane. Citizenship, what an evil thing. I certainly think there are powerful elements within corporations and as I mentioned, who would love to see the idea of citizenship abolished worldwide. And it's not necessarily about one world governance because each each region could have its own governance, but it would be freedom of movement for anyone on the planet to any place they wanted to go without restriction. You would just be subject to the rules within when you were there. This would mean that your home will cease to exist. The, uh, the place you grew up and the things that you liked won't be there anymore. And the argument from the left is, so what, who cares? And the argument from the right is typically like, but I like the things that I grew up with, you know? And I think this, this is, you can look at Jonathan Haidt's moral foundations and actually see, uh, let, me, let me pull up the, the moral foundations actually, because I want to know which one uh, this would fall under. <clears throat> moral foundations theory. Uh, okay, you have care, fairness, loyalty, authority, and purity. There are a few others that have been um, proposed, equality, proportionality, liberty, honor, ownership. But I believe the, the originals care, fairness, loyalty, authority, and purity. I wonder, you know, they, they ended up adding liberty as a sixth moral foundation because they found there were some people who had no moral foundations at all. The only thing they cared about was, am I free to do what I want? You'd be free to do what you want. But uh, purity, I think, has to do with disgust and contamination. I think purity is the moral foundation that... Uh, the right has, the left certainly does not. The left only has care and fairness, typically. They don't care about purity. So in the, in the, if you take the moral foundations test, which I recommend everybody does, it's really fun. Some of these questions are horrifying. One of them is, actually, let me see, let me see if I can find the actual, uh, the actual test itself to give you an example, because uh, we can show it. Moral foundations uh, test, I'm typoing. Here we go, IDR labs. Uh, here's an example of one of the moral foundations questions. Oh, it's, it's, it's actually the question that I was looking for. This is fantastic. <laughs> Hannah inherited an old flag of her country from her father, but has never used it. One day when Hannah is cleaning the house, she discovers that she is out of rags. So she uses the flag as a rag to clean the house. And there's varying degrees of, is it not okay? Kind of okay. Nah, not really okay. To, it's totally fine. I gotta be honest. I am filled with violent rage <laughs> at the thought of someone taking a flag of their country and using it as a rag. That fills me with a, a deep, violent passion. You know, to put it simply, if I saw somebody grab an American flag, like, I'll, I'll put it this way. If you bought your own American flag from a grocery store and desecrated or whatever, I don't like it, but it's yours, I guess. If someone took a, like, actual aged American flag that was literally used in any context, any context, flown at a school or whatever, and they tried to use it as a rag, I would physically stop them. I, I would, I would, I would not, I'm not saying I would harm them. I would be like, you are not going to do that. That's like, I don't know. I don't like the idea. And I can go into great details to why, but this is something the right has. The left typically does not, not always, but typically doesn't think about what that means for a country. I see the American flag. I see the blood, sweat, and tears, the sacrifice of blood and treasure for all that came before us who tried to preserve this, to give a, to create a better life for their children, to simply, to, 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 to keep it simple. The American flag, to me, represents the tree that was planted that our ancestors knew they would never get to sit beneath. And as the saying goes, society grows great when people plant trees whose shade they know they will, no, they will never sit beneath. For the left, they don't care at all. They will chop that tree down so they can make tables and chairs. And then we have no shade. And I think that leads to a detriment of, it leads to suffering. 
that's why I'm simply put like, do not desecrate the flag. It is a reminder. It is the idea that must be preserved so we understand where we come from. For those that don't remember the past, they're doomed to repeat it.